like what God's teaching me is that, um, you know, I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to obey because what he told me to do. And so it doesn't matter what people say about me, including me, because I, I say the worst stuff about me. Um, I have the worst, I have the worst doubts about me. And so I would say when it comes to loving God, um, it, it's about obeying him no matter how I feel, no matter what people are saying, uh, no matter what the results may say, that I'm supposed to press in and honor him. Um, and I would say even honoring him with being obedient when I don't have all the answers, which I, I've never had all the answers. I don't know why I would think I would have them all now, but being obedient enough to to do the next right thing, you know, to to borrow from Elsa, to mm. just do the next right thing, Anna. you know. Anna? Anna sings that song. Oh, same thing. I got the right movie, so I feel pretty good about what I said. I feel pretty good about it. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm here with my husband, Zach, where we believe that you're, um, you are destined to win the world, that that's your purpose, and your purpose really is our passion. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast on, whether it's um, YouTube or you're on Spotify, all platforms, we want to encourage you to like and share. That way we can encourage the people around us. So if you hear something you like today, go ahead and throw that down in the comments. We would love to hear what encouraged you today and what your friends are, how they're being encouraged. That's right. And you know, we're two weeks away from each or two weeks after Easter, right? And I actually got a lot of feedback from our discussion a couple weeks ago around what eggs have anything to do with Easter? And I want to go on record saying I'm not the only one that didn't do the resurrection, <laughs> the resurrection eggs. eggs. Yeah, I'm not the only one that didn't do that, number one. And number two, there's other people who are very concerned about why their eggs involved. <laughs> with the resurrection? You can pick. You can pick chickens or you can pick bunnies, but you can't do both. And so I just, either way, I, we won't get into that. But I just want to go on record saying I wasn't the only one who was a little confused. A lot of people have missed out on resurrection eggs and they're awesome. We haven't done that with our kids either. I know. Well, I'm a terrible parent. Oh, gosh. So. <laughs> okay, we're spiraling. We're spiraling. Moving on. Um, hey, we want to take some time and just kind of reset and uh, take some time and talk about uh, what we're getting uh, from our time with the Lord and what God mm -hmm. is teaching us. And, and prayerfully, you take time to do this. Uh, we know that life is so busy, and we all have things that we're doing, and, and we all have places that we're going, whether it's work or friends or kids or whatever it might be. And if you're not careful, life will just absolutely fly by. Mm -hmm. And do you ever have times, do you have a rhythm where you're stopping and you're looking at what God's teaching you? Do you have a way where you can look back and see what God has done? And so, again, this is the Purpose Podcast, and we do believe that your purpose if you're a Christian, we believe that your purpose is to win your world for Jesus. You know, we get that from uh, Jesus, the Great Commission, uh, Matthew 28, uh, 17 through 20, mm -hmm. and then Acts 1 8, uh, which aren't the only places. Uh, it was also Jesus's mission to win the world. I love when he said, you know, whenever they tried to get Jesus to stay, which had to be hard because everybody likes to be liked. Jesus was a man just like just like we are. So like he he liked to be liked as well. But whenever they would try to get him to stay in one place, he would say, he can't stay in one place. He said that I came to seek and save the lost. And mm. so we believe biblically uh, it is our purpose, it is your purpose to win your world. Uh, but just to help us have a more full and rich conversation around what God's teaching us, uh, the values of our church, but also the values of our home are to love God, love people, discover purpose. And, and win your world. 
world. Win your world. That's right. And so, uh, and so, we really want to talk about some of the things that God's teaching us and challenging us with, and and we'll we'll use some of that language just because those are really the anchors or the values um, that we live our life by. We raise mm-hmm. our kids by. Mm-hmm. Actually, really funny. Um, and then we'll jump in. But I was at we were at my parents' house the other day. And there's some, th- some some things our kids aren't allowed to watch. Obviously, there's things that we don't watch just because they they don't. I'm I'm not gonna use the language yet, but just because we don't. Well, I I heard mom asking um, River the other day if uh, if he could watch something. It was like Huggy Wuggy. I don't. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't it was remember what it was. Not Huggy Wuggy. But he's asking mom. Or my mom was asking him if he could watch this, and he said nope. I can't watch that. It doesn't align with our values, and so uh, they have been they have been taught what our values are, it, and that we do not put things in our heart and in our mind that do not align with the values. It was just funny because we can say that, and it may seem a little contrived or even I don't know legalistic or judgmental to say it as an adult, but to hear a five year old say I can't watch that. It's against my values. I don't know. <laughs> He's so it was, sweet. It was sweet, but it was powerful, and uh, and so again, if you don't have values that you're living by, that you're you're growing in your life, we think that love God, love people, discover purpose, and win your world are huge. And so again, like we're we're not we're not going to stick to those that, like absolutely scripted out by those, but we just want to take some time. And uh, so, Rach, what are some of the what's what's something that's really impactful that God's teaching you right now in in your time with the Lord? Well, my word for the year is inheritance. So you can always go back. If you don't have a word for the year, it's a great time to reset and get a word for the rest of your year this year. Um, and if you've forgotten your word, this would be a good time to go back and look at <laughs> what you had. And my word is inheritance. And inheritance means to take possession of, to occupy. It's a lot assigned by God. And often, most of the time in the Bible, the word inheritance is um, knit together with land possession. And one of the things that um, God's just really been stirring in my heart as I pursue him and and operate and like, hey, God, like, what is it you're calling to me to take possession of? One of those things is, especially in this season, is just like a soft heart. It's like a soft heart. So as, as we're hurt or as we experience um, or just like the more you do something, the less special it seems, right? And so one of the things that we um, had talked about with our staff is, uh, you know, Easter weekend is a big deal in our home. It's a big deal in our family. And sometimes if you are in it a lot, like by the time, you know, you're, you're at service six or seven, it may not feel as special, but it's somebody's first time going into that or for people have been a part of our team for years and years, you know, there are people who are going to come and experience Easter for the first time on our team this year. And so the Lord just really like challenged me. What do I allow to shape the posture of my heart? And so as I love him, one of the things that I can do to love him well is to receive the posture of his heart. And that is to be soft. So like when I hear someone getting saved, you know, the same celebration happens in heaven every time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that, oh, well, the first time someone got saved, like right after Jesus was resurrected, that was the the best celebration. 
every time. And so my heart like that, every time I hear about someone coming to know Jesus, every time I hear about someone being healed that I would not call the sacred common. And we've talked about that before, but for me, like the posture of my heart is it's so important that it remains soft, soft toward people, soft toward the ministry, soft toward my children, that it wouldn't be hardened um, by um, complacency or privilege. Right. Um, and I think that for me right now, that's something that I'm tempted to do is because I experience something often that I would just be hardened to it or complacent toward it. Yeah. I, I think that we're all... We all can be super guilty of that, you know, just getting, just <coughs> calling these things that God has given us common. I was even praying this morning that I would have a fresh revelation of, of God's love for me, His forgiveness, because we say that we believe these things, but then a lot of times we won't live a life that reflects it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's easy to say that. You know, um, and I love that you're saying because it is very powerful. But I, I just hope that people don't just let that glance by them. That they don't think about you know letting uh, that, that they don't that they don't live a life where the sacred is common. And um, I mean, if we're just going to jump into it, let's do it. Um, for for me, you know, you think about loving God. This is this is not. I don't. I wouldn't say this is like a super easy season. So there's some great stuff about the season. You know, so like. Easter. This was my first Easter preaching, which was awesome. It was fun. It was so great. It was good. Rachel bought me a nice new suit because she's the best. Um, you looked so fancy. Thank you. Handsome. And uh, so was, uh, that, that was that was all great. Uh, but you know, there's just there's a lot of stuff going around. You know, I had some had some had some uh, unfortunate stuff on social media. Some people you know kind of lashing out the church, and then you had you know the pressure of that. But then also, God's called us. You know, I, I was meeting with a guy this week, uh, Kyle Wall, one of one of my, you know, kind of guy guy who mentors me in this season. He, he talks about what we're asking people to do is is just so hard. Like we're asking people to win their world. We're not asking them just to come to church or just to serve. You know, once every two weeks or something like that. We're really asking people to serve. Uh, and yeah, he actually said something that really impacted me. He said, you know, you're like how we're preaching right now, how we're leading right now is really spanking a lot of Christians. Like it's really pushing a lot of people. Um, and uh, and the reason I'm sharing all this is because, you know, we feel like God's called us to win the world by equipping Christ followers to win their world, starting with 1% of Tennessee, which is about 70,000 people. And so for that to be the reality, we really have to, we don't, we can't really just be a good church and see that accomplished, like we, like it doesn't, like the math doesn't add up, um, and so like for for that to happen, we actually be have to be like a church planting, like an evangelistic church planting organization, and uh, like right now, the weight of that, like I'm studying it, you know, I'm reading books on it, um, how it's happened in Asia and Korea and and some parts of Ten or, or not Tennessee, but some parts of America, and so there's this big weight with is that possible to accomplish? Like, just if we can just, since we're talking about personal walk with the Lord, there's a big question for me. Like, am, am I am I the right leader? Am I a good enough leader to lead that? And then, you know, just again, we all have something like this, but, you know, there there's something going on where somebody's personally attacking me 
um, and like my character and stuff like that. And it's just, it's hard. It comes at a time when there's already this significant self-doubt around what God's called me to do, called us to do, called Faith Promise to do. And so, but bringing it back to this, like, you know, our values are to love God, love people, discover purpose, and win our world. Like, nowhere in there is it to do what people say. Like, we're to love people and to pursue them and stuff like that. But if our first value is to love God, honor God, honor His command, like, the command to win the world is so prevalent. Like, it goes beyond any Enneagram number. It goes beyond any, like, character trait. Like, it is cut and dry. Every believer is meant to go as they go. Not people come to them as they go. They're supposed to go, and they're supposed to win their world. Like, it's 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 so clear. Now, Ephesians 4.12, there's people made with the gift of evangelism. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're preaching, or maybe they're they're better at it. There's people who are better at it than me. But every Christian is expected to go out. And I, I say all this, like what God's teaching me is that, um, you know, I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to obey because what he told me to do. And so it doesn't matter what people say about me, including me, because I, I say the worst stuff about me. Um, I, have the worst, I have the worst doubts about me. And so I would say when it comes to loving God, um, it, it's about obeying Him no matter how I feel, no matter what people are saying, uh, no matter what the results may say, that I'm supposed to press in and honor Him. Um, and I would say even honoring Him with being obedient when I don't have all the answers, which I, I've never had all the answers. I don't know why I would think I would have them all now, but being obedient enough to to do the next right thing, you know, to to borrow from Elsa, to mm. just do the next right thing, Anna. you know. Anna? Anna sings that song. Oh, same thing. I got the right movie, so I feel pretty good about what you I should. said. I feel pretty good about it. But when it comes to loving God, just just doing that, like knowing, you know what, like I'm like there's days I'm super discouraged, you know, and that, that maybe that doesn't feel like it's my personality, but there's days I'm super discouraged and I know I still have to get up this morning. I still have to take jail to school. I still have to have my quiet time. I still have to read some of these challenging books, these things to push forward. So when it comes to loving God, obviously there's some great stuff in the Word, but I just honestly, I just wanted to be transparent and vulnerable with, like, that. I would say that's my biggest growth area right now in loving God. It's something I'm right smack dab in the middle of. It wasn't necessarily something like I'm looking back on. Like, it's right right here where I'm at right now. And But I believe that that is... The greatest way that I can honor God right now is believing what He said over what anybody else says, yeah. and obeying what He says about me and about the plan uh, more than anybody else does. So that's that's super, super challenging uh, for me in this season. Well, and I think one of the things that we have we've just been I'm super grateful for is you know Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says as an as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, and sometimes. Um, you know, we can sit down and say, hey, I want to evaluate this. I want to look at this. And having people who are walking and honoring God and like they are loving God, loving people, walking in their purpose, they're winning their world. And when they come up against you and you have those things you're wrestling with, it is 
sparks start to fly. And that's one of the things that I'm always super grateful for is like, you know, which really it, it, it goes back like to our, our value of loving people, like being in a, being surrounded by people, making a space for other people and allowing them to challenge you and saying, hey, those things are just untrue. And so those things that are untrue saying, hey, wait, there's some sparks flying and the word, you know, God speaking this, but also having people who challenge and hold you accountable um, to the truth of God's word and what he says and the mission and the vision is such a gift. Mm -hmm. And I think we, um, for me and that like, just, just really grateful in this season for people who will sharpen you, um, like sharpen me that, uh, that's just, you know, if you don't have that. I would really encourage you to go and and say, hey, find a local church and get plugged in and find some people who are willing to tell you hard things in love Mm -hmm. and then look at things and also say, and look at you in love and say, hey, you're wrong. Yeah. Like what that, what you're speaking over yourself just isn't true. Yeah. And that's just such a gift. Yeah. Oh, totally. Something else I'm being, I'm being super challenged with, uh, again, aligns with our values, but something that's challenging me is... Lost, and this is in Luke, but lost people love to be around Jesus. So there's a there's a deal in uh, it's between Luke, I think it's twelve or thirteen, where uh, sinners and tax collectors are around Jesus. They're with Jesus, and the Pharisees are like, why, you know, why is why is you know why are these people with them? And you know, he talks about it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. And we talk about we talk about like with Christians, like winning your world, like we talk about like going out. And I think a lot of times we think like, hey, we go out and we try to be around people who don't know Jesus. But Jesus lived, in life in, lived his life in such a way where people who didn't know Jesus wanted to be around, people who weren't like religious or whatever wanted to be around them. Mm-hmm. And I just realized like I don't, I don't make any space for that. Like I don't make space for, I'm, I, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say what everybody says. I'm too, I'm, I, I've made myself too busy where... You know, I, I don't necessarily think I, I know people who don't know Jesus who want to be around me, and I don't make space. Mm. And so Jesus made space, and not just that, but it just got me sitting there thinking. I don't know if you ever do this, but I'm reading the Word, and I have my journal in front of me. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it now. I'll, I'll just journal thoughts, and I started thinking about that. You know, like what were what were whenever Jesus and the disciples and the tax collector stuff, whenever they're sitting around chatting, like what was it about? Like what were they talking about? And I feel like ours is just so, it's so uh, boxed in to, like, we, we've kind of bubbled ourselves in, whether it's you're going straight from school to practice to work to, you know, like, it's all, it's all like, very contained. Yeah. Like, there's just not a lot of space for the people. And I started thinking about what, what and then this is, at, we, we have a group that we do right now, but it's about to end, and I'm, I was just processing, like, hey, Lord, what, what can I do at that time going forward? And... There's not a lot of Christians that you talk to that, like, what they're excited about is that they're helping these new believers, like, like these new believers, like, learn about God and share it. You know, but I, I think that would be so exhilarating. You remember a couple of years ago when we led uh, Cody Parks to the Lord? Uh, Cody Parks got the gym. Uh, uh, he, he wouldn't mind me sharing it. He shares his testimony. Uh, they used to call him the Cocaine Cowboy, which is. I don't condone cocaine, but is an awesome nickname. Just so we're all clear, real. It's a top-notch nickname. But um, whenever we when we led him to Jesus, he he would read the Bible and he would text me like blown away by this stuff, like blown away that Jesus fed the five thousand or that he healed this person or things in the Old Testament. Hey, what's this mean? What's that mean? 
and it was exhilarating. Um, and I was just thinking, like we like we don't have space, like we don't have time for that. And I just processing myself, like what's that look like to honor God in loving people? And it just to be super, like a uh, bit of a hot take. If if loving people, if the bar for that is just to love like your like your family and your friends. Like, I believe that Jesus talked about that. He said, like, what reward is there for loving people who love you? Don't even the, don't even sinners and tax collectors do that? Like, don't, don't, yeah. people who don't know me do that. And so, like, it, it's about loving people who are far from you that don't look like you or talk like you. I, I've just been pretty challenged uh, with us personally, with our life, mm-hmm. so that we can be uh, a model and, and, and help lead the way. But just with the church, and we, we have let, as last thing I'll say, I promise, but we have let our life, and even like people who come to church or whatever, we have modeled our life after the world instead of modeling after the word mm-hmm. and saying like, hey, we make this space, we do this, you know, like, and so it's just been, well, been challenging for me around loving people. Well, we're reevaluating everything. So as we wrestle with that, we're, I mean, we're evaluating how we do school with our kids. We're evaluating um, you know, how we travel, where about like literally everything in our life, we're putting it out on the table and asking God, hey, where um, we are willing, we're willing to, you know, make a change anywhere. And so we are like, we're prepping and making changes in our schedule, but change, you know, we're going to, we, we made a decision as a family to um, transition how we do school. So we're going to, for scheduling sake, um, but we're going to homeschool um, and use, utilize a co-op. And that, that's a huge shift for our family, huge shift for me, big shift for JL. And we're, but we're willing to do it one, because we trust God. Like this was something God started stirring in us really the in, uh, in the fall last year, but there's become so much more clarity of, hey, like, okay, God, we see you stirring this. So we were doing some football things. And as we started to look and just investigate, hey, the things that God's called us to, if we continue to live, just like what you said, if we continue to live like the rest of the world is living, we can't do it. So are we willing to be different? Are we willing to be seen as weird? Are we willing to lay... um what other people think about us at the feet of Jesus, pick up what God says, pick up how he says to operate and to move in that. And um, it requires sacrifice. Like what are we willing? Are we really willing to lay down our whole life? And um, I'm, you know, we are, but that doesn't always mean like it always feels super good in the moment on the after, like after you're like, Oh gosh, Lord, I can't believe I waited so long to surrender that to you. Why did I hold on to that so long? But in the middle of it, you might say, gosh, if I lay that down, I just don't know what it's going to feel like or what it's going to look like. And am I willing, do I trust God that much? Do I trust him with the unknown? If I obey, do I, and I would say that that's one of the things like in our family, me and you like, and together as we walk through loving God, that it really is like, do we trust you and what you say the most? Do we trust you and where you lead the most? Or do we trust our own understanding? And I'm so, um, and I really am just like, Hey, I can, I can say with all trans, like with all honesty, I trust what you say most and where you say to go most more than my understanding. 
because there's been, I have enough faith steps that I can go, I can go back and look at all of our white rocks and all the things God's asked us to do. And I can see the aftermath of that, which is growth and um, life and what, you know, wellness and uh, in our, in relationships and in our ministry and in our home. And so I would just challenge you as you guys are listening and you say, Hey, Oh, I feel challenged to walk with God right now in this way. Are you like writing it down? Are you putting it somewhere so that as you surrender, as you lay down, you can go back and it can be, Hey, this was a cornerstone moment in my faith where we made this shift and really we trusted God and I'd never really done it like that before, but there will be a lot of other times God asks you to trust him and being able to look back and have a history of trusting God and watching him be faithful. You can lean on not just what the word says, but you can lean on your experience Mm -hmm. of I've experienced God so I can trust him even in this next season. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, another another thing I wanted to tell you guys that we're being challenged with, I know I'm being challenged with when it comes to discovering purpose. And obviously you're somebody who's taking in content outside of, of just the Bible because you're listening to this podcast. So you are in some way, which I want to encourage you, you know, there's people in your life who aren't, whether it's sharing this or yeah. sharing something that you do that would impact them. I think that's big, being proactive and sharing stuff. But I've actually shifted up a little bit something to really even challenged me to discover even more purpose, which is I've switched to reading these biographies of people who've had like massive impact. And so uh, one that I've just finished reading, I'm starting another one, uh, is Bill Bright, the guy who started Campus Crusade and the Jesus film. And I think it's like a conservative estimate. It's like 4 billion people uh, heard the gospel uh, because of his life. And it really... It just stretches me. And so, like, again, Bill Bright, I think it's called, like, A Life of Amazing Faith or something like that. Um, and then I, I've just started another book called T for T, like Trainers for Trainers. It's about, like, church planting movements. Uh, but I want to encourage you when it comes to, like, a way for, like, how God is challenging me right now, uh, you know, is to be challenged by people. If, if, if there is a way that you can be challenged by people who are called similarly to you, like, I feel called to be a part of a church planting movement. Um, and so, but is there a way that you are called to make impact? And if there is a way, you know, how are you, how are you stoking? How are you spurring along that, um, that, that purpose, right? Again, uh, there, there, there's people who, uh, I think it's, is, is it Hebrews 11 or 12? I always get it mixed up. The Hall of Fame of Faith. Uh, and, and actually what's wild about that, you know, is if you look at the end of that passage, it actually says all of those people were waiting for we what we received. You know, we received the gift of Jesus' salvation and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, we got that. Mm-hmm. And so these people did all this amazing stuff, and they were looking forward to the reality that we get to live in. And so we should be able to see and do even so much more. And we talked about it last weekend, but I just heard this recently, and it it so shook me. You know, thinking about getting to heaven and getting to talk to Moses and being like, you split the Red Sea, what was that like? Or Jonah, you know, when he got eaten by the fish, or like, or Esther, like going before the king, like these amazing men and women of the Bible. And you think about going up to them and asking them about like how they did it. Uh, but I heard it recently uh, where you're excited to go up and ask them, and they're up there just hanging out, and you walk up, and you're about to ask them a question about what they did. And before you can ask them any questions, they ask you, what was it like to tell people about Jesus? What was it like to live with the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. inside you? What was that like? 
Um, and I, I really do that. I mean, like we we kind of uh, fantasize or, or whatever, like what these people did when they were all looking forward to the reality that we get to live in. Well, and how humbling is it when you think about it? Like they did not, you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Are you surrendering to that? And are you experiencing all that God has for you? Or are you just living on the fringe and doing the bare minimum? And man, there are little, when you think about the men and women of the God, of, of the Bible, what would they have, what would they have done? I mean, what would they have given to have been able to have God literally live inside of them mm-hmm. and to walk and to talk and to breathe like literally all the time? If you wanted to, you could uh, just be totally in um, s- surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. You yeah. know, what's that? And if we really like being able to articulate it and that would be like, I listen to that. And I say, hey, what would my answer be? How oh, would yeah. I? How would I answer that? What would I tell them? And, you know, then I could, and just thinking through like all the moments that God has stirred me and propelled me to go and do something and and be a part of something I would never have done. And I could literally be able to look at someone and say, oh, but because I was filled with the spirit, this is what God did. And this is what I experienced. And this is what I saw. Yeah, and I just think I just think there's so much more for I know there's so much more for us that oh, we can absolutely. live in and do, which actually would be a great kind of wrapping up point. You know, thinking about winning your world, and I know people can get tired of hearing me say this, but until we figure it out, until we figure out how to live this way to honor this statement, I want to keep saying it. The primary reason that we were given the Holy Spirit was to be a witness. You know, Acts one eight. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Like our primary reason, I I know Jesus called him the comforter. He's the spirit of truth. He was the inspiration uh, in in helping all all, all of the biblical writers write the text. But the primary reason that we received the Holy Spirit was to be a witness. And I think that we will always live beneath the line of what's possible if we refuse to, if we refuse or are too busy or don't prioritize living and being the witness that, that, that God's called us to do, that's the primary reason that we were given. And he said it was better. Jesus said it's better that he goes away. Jesus goes away so that the Holy Spirit could come. So Jesus obviously prioritized and thought it was a big deal, a huge deal that the Holy Spirit came, that we received him, um, that it was better with him. Um, but, you know, do, do our lives reflect that? Does our surrender reflect that? Does our obedience reflect that? Do our priorities reflect that? I just, I just think there's a whole different level of living available if we'll, if we'll surrender to it. You know, when I was um, shopping for your uh, amazing Easter suit, mm-hmm. um, I overheard this. Um, there was this woman who's with her daughter who had her kids, who was a grandma, mom, and, and their kids. And my kids and their kids were sitting on the floor playing together while we were all kind of wandering the store shopping. And um, I overheard them say, hey, we're shopping. We're trying to get a suit for a funeral. And um, I just overheard them. And I didn't insert myself into the conversation. just trying to be respectful. And my kids were playing. And so they left the store and we finished um, shopping and wrapped up and I left. And um, while we were walking, I saw them walking through the mall in the opposite direction. So we were crisscrossing each other. And I just felt the Lord tell me to um, go share my story because when I overheard them talking, they said, hey, we're planning a funeral for a baby. 
and mm. we had um, lost children and I um, just know how tender a place that could be. I always try to be super honoring and um, gracious. And I saw her, she's walking and the, she and the grandma and all the kids. And um, I just like, just heard the Lord tell me, you need to go and pray for her and love her. And so I went up to her, I said, hey, I overheard you tell the lady at the store um, about your about the funeral for your for your child and I'm so sorry for your loss and um, mom says thanks and I'm I'm look, and we have this conversation and the kids are all just they just sit in the middle of the mall <laughs> sitting on the floor they're all playing they're playing with the iPad and um, I I just said hey I just wanted to share with you that God loves you mm. and he sees you. He's not punishing you. And I, I walked through several miscarriages myself. It is not the same as what you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted you to know that God loves you and he wants relationship with you and he wants to walk with you in this. And, um, I just, I asked her, I said, Hey, can I just pray for you? Yeah. And she said, she said, yes. And the mom said, Oh, that would be wonderful. And so we're in the middle of the mall. Our kids are literally running around. Like they're being crazy people. Like while I'm praying, we're calling our kids down. This is, a, it's, it's a hilarious scene, but I'm praying over this, this mama, I'm praying over this grandma just, and, um, they live, um, about 40 minutes away. And so after I'd prayed for them, I, I had taught, I invited them to church and she said, well, where do you go to church? And I said, faith promise. And she had just said, Oh, I had heard of that. I wanted to go there. And so we just had this conversation for a second about, Hey, is there somewhere local you can plug in where people can love you? But I, um, I said, Hey, would you mind to text me? I'd love to just check in on you in a few weeks. And so I was able to follow up with her and just check in on her and say, Hey, mm. how are you doing? I love you. And I see you. And it is, only because, um, you know, I, when it, we talk about discovering purposes, we use our gifts for God's purpose. Right. So I used my gifts for God's purpose in that moment, yeah. but then I shared my story and God's story with her. And there are a lot of mall opportunities, but we had created space. And I just knew, I just asked the Lord that day. I knew I was going to be running errands all day. And I just started the day out by saying, Hey Lord, I know that there's something that you have. And so I had intentionally spaced the day out to have plenty of time. So I wouldn't be yeah. rushed. I'm always late. I'm always rushed. And um, it was so, God was just so faithful to meet you. Whatever you offer him, he's going to use. Mm. And I just, um, I'm so humbled that God allowed me to be used even in that moment. Yeah. So if God never used me again, it'd be okay. Um, but I want to be used more. And so just as like you listen and you say, hey, I want to be used like that. I would just challenge you, hey, have you offered God something to use? Have you added an extra 20 minutes into your grocery store time? Did mm. you, it's something simple, sounds silly, but did you change your change enough? Did you, or did you lay down enough for him to take and say, thank you so much? Cause I can take your five fishes yeah. and, and you know, your couple fish and your, and your loaves and I can feed thousands. Yeah. And, um, I, so when I, read that. And, and, um, I just thought that was a, a, a tangible moment in my life where God said, if you'll just offer it to me, I'll, I'll feed the thousands, yeah. but I, I need you to be willing to offer me, um, everything that you do have. That's so good. That's so good. Well, Hey guys, we, we really do. We, we love you and we believe in you and we know that God has a purpose for you to win the world, your world, uh, to Jesus. And so we appreciate you just letting us share with you some of the things that God is challenging us with and laying on our hearts and using us to do and pushing us to do. And He has massive plans for you. This isn't Rach and I are not 
Uh, this is not unique to us. Uh, this is unique to you if you are a Christ follower, which we are. That's the mm-hmm. most special thing about us. So we love you. Uh, we believe in your purpose. So go out this week and win the world. We'll see you next week. 